No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hello, guys, girls, and non-binary pals. This is Q Cosplay at Sabo Day 3. We're here with the amazing and wonderful Sandy Fox. Hello. Hi, everybody out there in Radioland. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you from SabotenCon. It's honestly, the turnout has been so amazing after the pandemic. We're so happy to see so many people out, especially people like you, because you've had so many fans at your table this weekend. Like, oh, it's great. That's why we're here. That's that's my favorite part of um, coming to cons is the cosplay, the artist alley, and, and seeing all the creators and all the creativity, meeting the fans, because we kind of work. I tell people I work in a padded room with voices in my head. <laughs> it's a lonely business. Yeah, I, uh, for the most part except for our community but yeah I, this is my favorite part of the job one of my favorite parts yeah so like I, I know you've had a chance to meet so many people this weekend you've had a lot going on um, I, I'm actually really curious like how did you get your start in voice acting well um, I've always been um, a performer creator uh, in, in high school I was in musical theater I had an amazing drama teacher Grace Miller this is in Pittsburgh and um, so I did two two years of musicals there, Godspell, and a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Always a fun one to do. Yes, <laughs> and then <clears throat> on my summers off, I sang at a theme park called Kennywood Theme Park in Pittsburgh with a jazz band from Atlanta. So when we did all kinds of shows on the stage, you know, during the summers. And then when I was 17, I moved to Orlando and started working for Walt Disney World in the entertainment division. Oh, cool. And that was really where I that was my you know uh, biggest learning experience that's where my big learning curve came in came in because uh, Disney would audition and still auditions performers from all over the nation you know they have hundreds of auditions in big cities around the country and um, so the best of the best end up working there and I was just 17 but I learned you know I was a sponge I just loved watch and learn watch and learn you know performing with these incredible professionals so uh, as I was working at Disney World I was also uh, at night, um, my first couple years, I was a hostess at a Bennigan's. You know, like a TGI Friday's kind of Bennigan's, mm -hmm. what they have in Florida. Oh, yeah, I lived in Georgia. We had Bennigan's around the corner okay, from where so I lived. So you had so, a Bennigan's. Yeah. So it was just like a little part time job, make mm -hmm. some extra cash or whatever. And so I was the hostess, and um, you would hear me often at night saying, Last call for alcohol. <laughs> And this man walks up to me, Steve Chirico. He had this incredible 1920s orchestra. He goes, say there, you sound just like Helen Kane and the women that voice Betty Boop. He, and, you know, all these pop singers from the 1920s. Would you like to come audition for my orchestra? Do you sing? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I was 18 and started singing with them for 11 years and opening festivals with Ray Charles and Pete Fountain and and all these incredible you know Dizzy Gillespie and Cab Calloway so that's where I kind of got into the character work like I they would say would you dress as Betty Boop for this event and I mm -hmm. would do the boop boopy doo and the songs 
And then also at the same time working at Disney five shows a day with Mickey, Minnie, all the characters, I was really into the character voices and sometimes would do Mickey and Minnie for Make-A-Wish Foundation mm -hmm. in local Florida. You know, ha <laughs> oh, gee, wow. And um, <laughs> I love you, bye-bye. So I would do those character voices and call kids with cancer mm -hmm. and kids the end of life. And it was their wish to talk to Mickey and Minnie on the phone. So that was something I did there as well. And then I took a voiceover class there. And two weeks later, I was like, I really want to do this. A director came in from LA. And two weeks later, I got a call. Um, we're looking for the first living Betty Boop for Universal Studios. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in Florida. It must be Orlando, but it was Hollywood. Oh. So Betty Boop's my cartoon angel. She took me all the way to LA. And I moved to L.A. at that point and um, started auditioning, got an agent, worked on The Simpsons, uh, actually started doing anime, and that's where it all began. That is so cool. It's a long story, but I'm glad you're still with me. Oh, no. I, as a musical theater kid, like, I understand those origins. I did musical theater all the way through middle school and high school. So, like, I understand that trying to get your foot in anywhere you can. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I did the funny girl on a radio station. I worked at a radio station, Y106 Radio in Orlando. I did many, many things. I, I got my SAG card, my Screen Actors Guild card, as a space hooker in a movie called Super Force. I only I, had like three lines, but it, I had to razor blades for fingernails, and um, that's where I got my SAG card. So, and I did some pilots for Nickelodeon. I did on camera. I really did everything. I took advantage of the area I was in and did everything I could there before I moved to another bigger market. That is so cool that you've had that much experience, though, because a lot of people I, I've talked to have said, like, you know, oh, well, I gave it a shot. I went and I shot my shot and I saw what happened, you know, or like, you know, they I, I did this one bit part once and decided that's what I wanted to do. But like, that is an incredible way to come up through the industry. Like the, the fact that you have that musical theater background is a huge deal, too, because there's a lot, a lot of people who realize that musical theater can take you places. And comedy, you know, I like I don't know. I mentioned in one of the panels um, how I was so inspired by The Muppet Show and <laughs> Carol Burnett and all the like um, variety shows of oh, the yeah. 70s. And they really inspired my youth, you know, and so. I, um, you know, comedy was a big thing. I, I always did play comedic, fun characters and would create characters. I would create a lot of characters for live shows. And so that really helped me in um, animation and anime. Not so much anime, but animation. Yeah. And auditions and things, yeah. Yeah, so um, you mentioned you did work with Make-A-Wish. Um, you also do a lot of charity work now, don't you? Uh, I, right now, um, I, try to help any charity that you know if we're at an event or but we have our own charity my husband who's also a voice actor Lex Lang and myself started a charity about 20 years ago even before it was cool to be green or whatever mm -hmm. and we just thought this is a great way we're working in Hollywood we're working in entertainment kids know who we are by our characters right mm -hmm. so it's a great way to get their attention and talk about important issues on our planet social and environmental issues so we would go into middle schools and we'd have like 
talk about World Water Day and talk about water conservation and just create more awareness that water is a finite mm -hmm. thing on our planet. Like there's not more water. There's a lot more people, but mm -hmm. there's not more water. So just the importance of being connected to the earth and the environment and that we're all connected as people. And, um, and we also talk about social issues like diversity and acceptance and um, uh, mindfulness. Uh, we teach meditation classes mm -hmm. to kids, uh, mindfulness classes that really help. Mental anxiety is, is now surpassed a lot of our other issues and, as far as health issues. It's the number one issue with teen and yeah. teen suicide. So if we can find ways to share with them that there's simple tools to help regulate their emotions, uh, ground them, make them feel safe, um, and connect with others in a new way, then um, that's, you know, if we can help one person with that, you know, and share those tools. So it's the Love Planet Foundation, loveplanetfoundation.org. And that's our website. And we're having a charity auction here at Sabotencon uh, tomorrow from 2.30 to 4.30. Awesome. I'll have to come by and check that out for sure because I knew I read in the, pan in the uh, program about an auction, but I didn't know what time it was at. So thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> and they're so gracious. They hosted a, an auction for us when we were here in 2018. I and was it here was for just, that one. Yeah, it was lovely. It's just so nice because um, there's not a lot of cons that do that. And you, this con is one of them. And yeah. that's really, really special because if we can all learn to, that what are my gifts, talents, and abilities, or what am I doing in my work that I can give back. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you can't help the community that put you where you are, then what you know what can you do because like yeah. as a drag queen I do a lot of charity shows as well um, yeah. last uh, two weeks ago we actually just did a show for pause for Patriots to help a uh, recent Afghan ve Afghanistan veteran get a service dog for the fact that he had lost sight in his left eye oh I love that he, he couldn't yeah. afford the the fees and everything and the VA wasn't covering it so we all got together there was about a dozen of us we raised three thousand dollars in one night for him to get his service dog and everything he needed oh that's so wonderful. like I, I absolutely love what you guys are doing as far as your charity work goes it, it rings near near and dear to my heart to oh, know that there's other people you. who are doing the same thing for and thank you to you too <laughs> like if we can all show up a little bit for something that inspires mm -hmm. us right yeah oh yeah and like it's it's absolutely amazing to see how far you guys have reached with everything that you've done like well not 30 years <laughs> we were uh both lex and i have been in this industry him about 26 but you know, just anime alone, from the very beginning roots of anime in Los Angeles, when two studios said, we need to bring product over from Japan and really dub it professionally. Mm -hmm. And that's when it all started. And we all learned it together and evolved together. So yeah, it's been an incredible journey to watch the evolution of anime. And I'm so happy it's a mainstream, you know, right? It's it's even bigger than most box offices now. Oh yeah, like these theatrical plays of like Jujutsu Kaisen, and they're outnumbering. And Goku, those mo you know, those movies are out out doing better numbers than mainstream films. Oh yeah, no, like when they released the uh, Demon Slayer movie, the Mugen Train arc in theaters, it right. blew the Marvel movies that were out out of the water by yeah. like two million dollars. Like. Yeah. About 20 years ago, nobody would ever thought that. They ever thought anime was something weird that you watched in your parents' basement under the under the blanket. That's where, right. Underground. You know, nobody you, wanted to, you know, pay it much attention. Now, mm -hmm. now, uh, you know, all of Hollywood has eyes on anime. 
Oh yeah, no, and I, I think that's awesome because now there's kids who are growing up in this community where we don't have to worry about them have, going through what we did, where it's like, you know, oh no, I don't I don't watch that show, I don't know what you're talking about, you well, know. Well, and also there's a reason, you know, what I, my through my experience as voicing characters in anime, the stories are so rich and they're so meaningful and they're so, there's, and some of them are so advanced. Mm -hmm. Like Ghost in the Shell, I, I'm not sure what year that was created, were uh. written, or even Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> when that was written, but now look at it's 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 very reflective of society today. Ghost in the Shell with the AI, oh, everything yeah. becoming AI, and it's what more are relevant the, now than when it came out in the 90s. That's right, and Sailor Moon as well too. I mean, look at the diversity of Sailor oh, Moon. Oh yeah, there's even there's beyond so much. what we have. <laughs> like there's oh, gonna yeah. be so much. It's like it's like a beautiful reflection of our world. It yeah. is, and I know Sailor Moon was a huge one because in the 90s they had to rewrite an entire episode because there was an LGBT couple. Well, absolutely, Sailor um, Uranus Sail and, and uh, um, uh, Neptune. Yes. Okay, so here's a great story about that. So yeah, in the 90s on mainstream broadcast television when we only had four networks or yep, whatever. We had to watch it on you know, Fox at like, oh, you know, on you Saturday. Say words, you know, <laughs> that you say on HBO Max and everything now. Mm -hmm. But it, it's a whole different world. But, you know, they had limitations. How are we going to present this to an audience? And people knew. They were like, that's weird. They're cousins. They're that's not really cousins. Weird, you know? <laughs> but even overall Sailor Moon, even that version had a beautiful impact on Oh, on it, kids, right? It absolutely did. It. Um, I love what Viz Media did. Viz mm -hmm. Media said, we're not going to touch the story. We're yeah. going to share the entire story. And there's one scene that I had is Chibiusa, and I'll never forget this. And I thought, if, if we can show this, if media shows the world how to be, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's also an, uh, a way for people to look up and say, oh, wow, look how accepting, how... So Chibius is in the backseat of uh, Uranus's, like, ca uh, convertible car. Yeah, her, her sports car. She's her not there. Her sports car. <laughs> and so, so Neptune's in the front seat. Chibius is in the backseat. And so um, Uranus reaches over and holds her hand. And then Chibiusa's in the rear view mirror and she's blushing. Oh. And she's like, oh, they're in love, <laughs> you know? And it was like, yes. It's all love, you know? Yeah. It's just all love. It's human love. It's just love. Mm -hmm. you know. And I thought that's such a great way for to show the world that love is love. Exactly. And so, you know, to, to quote and John sweet. Lennon. And sweet. To quote John Lennon, all you need is love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so, you know, love is, in, is just so powerful, you know? It's just mm -hmm. such a powerful, um, you know, antidote to everything. Yeah, you know, like, love and compassion and acceptance and all those values that, you know what, I, I don't know, maybe it's going to take an alien to land on Earth for humans to go, uh-oh, we're no longer like, you know, uh, Russian and this and that and uh -huh. you know what I mean? And We're just and the United Earth Force or whatever. whatever. All, all these identities, we're just, we're humans and they're aliens. Now we're all together. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're, we're, all, we're all in the same blue ball together. We need to at least get along for the sake of at least our next generation. You know, if we can't yeah. do it for ourselves, at least for those coming up who are watching us. Yeah. And another thing that we... We, mm -hmm. Another thing we share with kids in our um, classes and in schools is that, you know, um, our energy, it's, you know, you, our energy contributes to that. There's, a, there's an old um, 
you know, a Native American saying, you have two wolves inside of you, the angry one or, you know, the kind the one. one. And so who do you want to feed today? Like, I have a choice every day when I wake up. Am I going to have a good day and I'm going to be kind and loving to people? Or am I going to walk out into the world and react to everything? Yeah. You know, let everything push your buttons. And so, yeah, so it's, you know, it's all good. But um, I love anime cons because <laughs> ever since the very beginning of, of attending cons, it's the most loving, accepting you know, celebrating audience demographic, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really something beautiful that I think the rest of the world can learn from you guys. Yeah, um, speaking of cons and such, I know everybody has all these amazing stories about stuff that they've seen and, you know, actors they've talked to and such. Is there a story that, you know, just sticks out in your mind as like a moment that when you realize, you know, this is it, this is why I do what I do? Like a, a story from a con goer or a panel or something where, Somebody has said something that just resonates so true to you that made you realize why you're in this industry and why you still do what you do to this day. Well, so many um, attendees, you know, or guests will come up and share how it's, you know, the stories have changed their life. The stories have changed their life. But um, I think one of the sweetest ones was there was a grandmother, a mother, and a little girl. Aww. And they came through the line of the Sailor Moon signing, poster signing, and... They just said, you know, we're share I'm passing this on to my children. We're sharing these stories with our children. And I just think that's really beautiful because they're great stories. Mm -hmm. They're rich stories. Yeah. That is amazing. And seeing that there's families who can share those stories and the fact that you get to see that, you know, seeing the impact that you make on these kids who are coming up and these grandkids, like, yes. that has to be a whole different experience. It is. And also... To me, they're watching it together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, where kids sit in front of the TV and they don't even talk to their parents for eight hours. Yeah. They're watching it together. They're experiencing and talking about the stories together. And I think, you know, it's engaging conversations about different kinds of relationships and mm -hmm. the diversity of the world, right? And embracing oh, that. So, absolutely. Yeah, and so that's really nice. You know, like... I've been following your work for many, many years. When I was eight years old, my very first anime was actually Ghost in the Shell. Ghost so, in the like, Shell? I, I, really, I really thought it weird that I absolutely loved this weird blue smart tank that, you know, <laughs> machines don't have feelings. I'm sitting here like, no, you take that back. You're going to hurt her feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, wow, what is and, it like? Like questioning life, right? Yeah, like finding, trying to figure out if they have a soul or not. It's, yeah. a, it's a valid question, especially now that technology grows more and more. There's AI in Switzerland that wants to have a child. Oh, I know. It, yeah. It's fascinating, but it's also kind of terrifying to see, you know, stuff we watched as kids or young adults and going like, you know, wow, that's happening today. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's a technology, I believe, is far more advanced than we are morally or spiritually mm -hmm. because we have to balance everything, you know, in the universe like in Star Wars is about balance, right? Absolutely, there's a light and a dark side. That's right, but we have to create balance and we can't like say, oh, there's no darkness or we, we have to get rid of the darkness. We have to bring it into balance like that yin-yang, right? We have to learn how to coexist with it Co because you can't have one without the other. So when, yeah, exactly. As, as above, so below, right? Exactly. As we've all studied in, in magical arts for years. But it's really important, I believe, that we, we don't have millions of people without a job and a bunch of machines replacing them mm -hmm. you know integrate that you know what i mean like don't we have to we have to use our technology for good yeah and we have to think long term how is this going to affect our planet 
long term. Yeah, because it may fix it in the short term, but in the long term, who knows? Maybe it'll do more damage than what we're doing now. That's right. We, we, unless we project for that future, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. what are we going to leave behind for our kids and our, our, ki our children's children? Yeah, and I loved Walt Disney in that way because he would build, re he would, he would play it out. Like, how is this going to affect? And he would lay mm -hmm. everything out, and he would think very long term. I mean, he wanted to create a village that had people from every country so that people could experience, you know, it later became Epcot, yeah. but he wanted them to really live together and coexist and have it a place where we'd bring all nations together. Of course, you and know? you know, he was far ahead of his time and exactly. I applaud him for he it. He was an Imagineer, he was a visionary. He was. So if more visionaries could be involved it, instead of like corporate greed, yeah, right? you know, sitting up like, here with oh, like, we'll you just know, make money on this. We've well, got like, you know, and Amazon and Tesla and all these companies up here doing all this crazy stuff, not thinking about the long term and of all that. Long it's term, uh, all those billions of dollars mm -hmm. could create really positive change if we don't think of just the guy at the top or the girl at the top, exactly. right? The woman at the top. Yeah. Yeah, so unity and bringing people together and thinking, what can I, what, what can I do? How can I serve the greater good today? Not Absolutely. just myself. How can I serve? Because it's going to enrich all of us. It's going to make a better planet for all of us, even for them. Mm -hmm. More people will be able to buy Teslas They'll if we empower them. <laughs> yeah, if we empower them. Yeah. But they say until humanity or, or people can get out of survival mode they can't think higher thoughts like they can't focus mm -hmm. on you know their basic needs need to be met so i would just my wish would see a world where everyone has clean water safe food supply mm -hmm. a house over their head you know clean air like their survival needs you know absolutely able to thrive then we could really create something magical we really could like, oh my God, the, just talking to you has been so enlightening. Like, hearing this from another perspective, because I've talked to so many people at, like, you know, drag shows and events where I go to do charity work where it's like, you know, oh yeah, well, if we donate this money, they'll be fine. And that's the end of it. We'll donate the money and that's it. But knowing that there's people like you and your husband out there who think about just beyond the fundraising, you know, thinking beyond just the, the event where you raise the money at, seeing where it goes, what it does, it, it means so much to, to meet people like me who, who do this stuff as well. Oh, thank you. Well, it takes, I mean, we have, it takes a lot of money for the big vision of our mm -hmm. project, our foundation. We want to be like a PBS, you know, a foundation that funds animated content. Absolutely. So that way, instead of trying to just go to school to school, we can reach way more people. And mm -hmm. that we're working on helping fund a project called Marine Man. Ooh. We're helping on fun funding projects, you know, that help... Uh, Sandy Space Station and Cosmic Clubhouse is a show <laughs> that we created together and Sandy has never, she's, she lives on a space station so she, she's a teenager who learns about planet Earth Yeah. and through the show and we, you know, we learn about endangered animals and Music Monday and the food cultures around the world. It's really like a place to visit and learn about planet Earth in a new way. Yeah, that so, is really so cool. So that's our our high intention, you know, our big goals, and um, you know that takes a lot more money, but I know we can do it. Um, we're going to be able to do it. Of course, and you know, us, us cosplayers here at the cons and everything, we want to help you guys succeed. So if there's anything you ever need, just let us know. You oh, know, yeah. like 
I, I know that um, I'm not, I can't speak for the other cosplayers here, but myself, I built my cosplay platform on charity work and reaching out and creating safe spaces and stuff like that. So, like, we would love if you guys reached out if you ever need help. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I was talking to a few cosplayers this weekend who were like, yeah, I'd love to get involved. I donate where I can to these charities here and here. So, you know, there's people who are willing to help oh, if you yeah. ever need it. Thank you. That sounds wonderful. But um, is there anything you want to touch base on before I let you go back to, to sure. your weekend? Sure. <laughs> uh, just follow me. I'm on all social media at Sandy Fox World, like Disney World, because <laughs> I have a whole spectrum world of uh, things to, to tweet about. But yeah, at Sandy Fox World on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Sandy Fox VO on Facebook. And TikTok, I haven't really gotten into TikTok yet. I have a couple <laughs> videos up, but, you know, it takes time. <laughs> it does. I've, I've been on TikTok for three years, and it's mostly just me doing really, really bad cosplays in my bedroom over the pandemic. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs> oh, good. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> one of us. One of Yay. us. <laughs> but it's been wonderful getting to know you, and it's amazing to be able to sit down with one of the voices in my childhood and get to talk to you face-to-face -face like this. Uh, Absolutely, and thank you guys for being here and sharing our words with the world. And, um, yeah, have a great rest of your con. You as well. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. Go. All right, folks, this is Q Cosplay coming at you from Sabotin, day three again. We have a super awesome special guest with us right now. We have the one and only Lex Lang in the house. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, for many who may not know, Lex is an amazing voice actor for doing this stuff since I was a kid. Um, you've done some really cool stuff like uh, Sayuki. You've done... 26 years worth. Yeah, 450 different characters over 26 years. Everybody from uh, Sonosuke Sagara from Rurouni Kenshin back in the day to Suguru Gato from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. And the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie that this came out. And all kinds of stuff in between. Goimani Ishikawa from Lupin the Third and... Uh, as you said, Sanzo from Sayuki, and um, <laughs> I've done, you know, Warner Brothers shows. I've been Doctor Doom. I've been Batman. I've uh, been in video games like uh, Crash Bandicoot. I play Doctor Neo Cortex, and a whole <laughs> zillion other things. A, a classic villain, of course. Classic. classic. <laughs> oh yes, Doctor Cortex here. Get me crystals. <laughs> <laughs> so. Honestly, you're an icon in the in the voice acting world. Oh Everybody God, hears your nice. voice and they immediately know that it's that guy, and I love his work. Oh, my God, so. that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm curious. How did you get your start in voice acting? You know, I was a, an actor my whole life, and um, throughout grade school and high school and college, I was in theater, and then after that, I joined a theater company in Arizona. Here we are in Arizona. I was in the Arizona Theater Company. And then uh, after that, I started doing stand-up comedy. It's a little bit of a long story, but not too long. Uh, <laughs> I did stand-up comedy, and eventually I moved to Los Angeles to go to the Musicians Institute, which is a, a school, like a vocational school for music, and I took the guitar. And I became the spokesman for the school. And at one point, a director from a movie in Hollywood called the school and wanted someone to come from the school to show the actors how to look like they were able to play the guitar, you know. <laughs> none of the actors had ever played air, before. Air guitar classes. Air guitar, basically, <laughs> yeah. Air guitar air classes. all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically went there and showed them how to do windmills and jump off the stand and all that stuff. And the director said, hey, do you, you happen to be an actor? And I said, I am, as a matter of fact. So he said, you're cast as the guitar player, and the guy who was playing the guitar is now the keyboard player. <laughs> I didn't steal his scenes or anything. He still had all his scenes, but I was just the guy on camera playing the guitar. 
So I met a guy named Bentley Mitchum at that point, who's Robert Mitchum's grandson, for anybody out there who knows who Robert Mitchum was. I do. Um, yeah. And so he was on a movie later. We became really good friends. And he was on a movie later called uh, Susie Q. And on that film, the girl that played his girlfriend on the film was a girl named Amy Jo Johnson. And she was the Pink Power, Power Ranger. Ranger. Yep. Yes. The original Pink Power the Ranger. Ranger Pink, one of the originals, for sure. Yep. And um, so we were all walking back from dinner one night. And I started doing my stand-up comedy routine, which had a lot of different impressions of actors and things as part of it. And she said, you'd be a great voice actor. And I said, like, I have no idea what a voice actor does. I, like, commercials, you mean? And she goes, no, no, they do loop groups and monsters and all kinds of things. And I, so she introduced me to the guy who was the producer on the Power Rangers. And that's where I actually started doing voiceover was on the Power Rangers. Uh, I played a few uh, ancillary characters. And then I, on their second and third seasons, like Power Rangers Turbo and Power Rangers in Space, I got the primary characters of villains on those shows. Right around that same time, I met Sandy Fox who is my wife now. <laughs> I was about to say, he knows her no, well now. I know her very well, but at the time, um, when we met, she was already a voice actress for three or four years, and she had an agent and all this other stuff, so she helped me really get my stuff together and become like a real voice actor with an agent, a demo tape, and all that stuff. So after that, I started branching out doing animation. Anime was just starting at the time, so I started doing anime, um, and I've been doing that for like 25 years now. That is that is really cool. Like it, it's amazing seeing all the different backgrounds that all these different voice actors come from. Because we got a chance to talk to like your wife. We got to talk to Dave, and they both have such unique backstories as well as yourself. It's it's just fascinating to see how these all come together to this awesome industry. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. And I, I also appreciate it. as a musical theater kid myself, like hearing all these people like, oh yeah, I started in theater. It's just like, oh my god, you remember the little ones? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I love theater. You know, it was always so much fun. It is. It's a unique chance to embrace a character that's not quite you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I that's, pers- a, that's one of the great parts about voice acting as well, is that I can play so many characters that I would never be cast, and, uh, cast as on camera. You know, right. super old men and different, you know, diversities, uh, different nationalities, you know, different species, you know, completely. So it's really cool. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, you do the voice of a, a movie that I, I didn't really get into anime as much at all. Um, but I did watch a few, and I watched this movie called Captain Harlock. Uh, what was it? Harlock. Oh, Captain, Captain Harlock. Harlock, yeah, yeah And absolutely. I'm sitting there going, I, I like this movie. I like this. And I found out, and you yeah, did the voice for it. Captain Harlock, absolutely. <laughs> I did the series and the movie, a couple of the movies and the series. Right. It's the original, I think it was the original movie that I remember seeing, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, I really like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not much into cool anime character. normally, but I love the character, and he's actually one of the few characters that I would wish to um, uh, cosplay if I ever had the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there'd be a lot of changes if that happened. <laughs> so we, we actually got to touch basically with your uh, wife on this earlier about the charity work that you guys do. And yeah. I wanted to get um, your, your side of things on the charity program that you guys have because... I'm actually a uh, recently made local drag queen who does a lot of stuff for like Paws for Patriots and such, and okay. I always love hearing about other people who do the same thing. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know what Sandy went into, but uh, I think it was 1999 was initially when we started the idea, but we realized that as voice actors that we had the ability to be a voice for others, and so we started creating content and like in-school programs that were... Um, based on subjects like 
initially it was just recycling and world water awareness. Those were the first two that we did. But as we progressed, we realized there was a real need for an awareness of, I guess now they call it diversity awareness, but then it was just like cultural awareness. It was yeah. like understanding that we all come from different places and that the world, the world, not just the United States, but the whole world in itself is a melting pot of different cultures, different foods, different beliefs and stuff like that. And we wanted to create some content and some programs in schools that would open the door for children to learn that idea and not, not force feed it to them, but give them an opportunity to see that, oh, this is how it is. I have a, a higher tolerance for acceptance of things like that. Mm -hmm. So we've done that throughout the years. We've also um, done, uh, we've incorporated mindfulness into our programs over the last few years. Simple things like meditation and, and like how your words create your reality and things like that. Just so kids who are still, what is it, formidable? Uh, Formidable or, or not formidable? Uh, uh, I know the I know the term. You're they're still sort of pliable, and they can they can uh, they're, still they're little sponges. They're in formation still. Yeah, they're still working in, towards informable. No, Someone I, will think of it at home yeah, who's no, listening I'll, I'll, to I'll this. I'll swim by your boot later. Like this yeah, is the word. Yeah, was, <laughs> they, they still have the ability to take in knowledge and then to make it part of how they exist. And so, we want to give them content, and we're moving towards creating content that we can now put on different social media platforms. But we felt it was best to get into the actual schools with programs and with content that they could watch and understand these things, you know. So that's a bit, that's been primarily what we're doing. And um, we're doing an auction tomorrow here at Sabotin Con. Oh, cool. I think it's 2.30 to 4.30 tomorrow, the uh, auction. It's right before closing ceremonies. Right. And for anybody listening, for anybody who will be here tomorrow, we'd love to see you there. And there's all kinds of cool items that are up for auction that are very valuable and one of a kinds and all kinds of stuff that, that would so be cool, cool. and like, yeah. i got it now the actual items are they in a specific location or online so you can see they'll them? be here no they'll be here at the at the convention okay cool, cool. i actually might want to yeah we're, we're we're in the process of setting up a new platform online for people to go and not auction, but just kind of buy it now. Almost like eBay, oh. buy it now, Love yeah, Planet yeah. Foundation store where they can just come on, buy it 100%, always 100% of all proceeds go to the programs. Sandy and I have been working for 20, what is it, 23 years now at with Love Planet Foundation, and we've never taken a dime of salary. We've never spent a dime towards ourselves. Every single penny that comes in for the foundation goes straight to the work of the foundation. So because we make our money doing voice acting right. and we do various other projects, so we don't need it. So we're like, as long as we don't need to be paid for it, let's just keep doing the work and let the work pay for itself. Yeah, and it's a worthy cause. So being able to form the minds of young individuals to kind of say, this is where we need to go. Because um, I hate to say it, but I, I blame parents uh, in many cases because your parents teach you how you start yeah so and, and I don't want to try to be meaner in any case but usually if your parents are uh, biased in some form yeah you will gain some of that absolutely yeah. children learn hatred they learn prejudice they learn that from their parents because they came from a whole different world right mm -hmm. you know there was all these segregations and beliefs of segregations between people 
and we can't afford to have that in today's world. We need know? to teach this next generation how to, to yeah. conform, yeah. Uh, how to be diverse, as, as, yeah. as the phrase. Acceptance, it really, it's, it, comes, it comes to being empathetic and being accepting of other cultures and other people's beliefs. Right. And just because they're not your beliefs, it doesn't make them wrong, it just makes them unique and another part of our whole world. Correct. Exactly. And I think it's amazing that you and your wife have worked so hard to put this message out there because I've actually talked to a few people just in passing who have been, you know, they mentioned finding out about your organization and they're just, they're blown away by how much good and how much you've given back to the community that has supported you guys. And, you know, again, I come from a very different form of fundraising. I come from a drag aspect where we, you know, we put men in dresses and (laughs) wigs and everything to raise money. but. The fact that you guys go to these schools and to these events to help educate yeah. the, the future of our world, it's yeah. amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I, I really hope that you know you guys are able to continue doing what you do for Thank as long you. as possible because Thank you. We, we need people like you who can stand up and go, hey, this is what's going on. Here's how we can fix it. Will you guys help us? Yeah. And everything we do is, is not like, it's, there's not, it's not religious based. It's not any specific point of view that's got politics behind it in any way. <laughs> I was waiting for that. It, 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 yeah. it, it's <laughs> all just no like, no here's politics. information, and you can't help but watch or listen to the information and agree with it because it's just, it, it resonates with your heart, and you're like, okay, well, that's clearly the truth of how it is, you know, so mm-hmm. it's very cool. And to be honest, that's where, where I was going earlier is, is if you can eliminate the politics, and the religion it's much easier to agree on so many things those are the two biggest disagreements that the worlds have and it's still rampant in politics and religion it's still like ours is the best way right and it's like it doesn't leave for any like negotiation between the parties you know it's like it's Mm -hmm. all my way or no way and so religion and politics could learn a thing or two just from this easy philosophy of Let's hear each other out. Let's like accept that we're different, but understand each other's points of view. You know. Yeah. Let's let's sit down and talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, fight <it> <laughs> not fight it out. Yeah. <laughs> not fight it out. Not fight it out. Talk it More talking it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one thing I love to ask all yeah. of our guests. Yeah. Um, your wife gave us an amazing story about a, a, a grandmother and her family. Um, is there any story you can remember from your con experiences that really like just pulls the heartstrings and makes you realize this is why you do it? Like. A, a, a guest interaction or a con- attendee interaction, anything like that? I think what comes up for me is many interactions with people who have said that characters that I played or shows that I'm a part of that are you know a big part of made a difference during a difficult time for them. Whether it was someone who was suffering from being alienated at school you know, because they were on the spectrum or had some form of autism and they were able to watch a show and relate to a character or it was someone who was dealing with a, a relative who had a terminal cancer or something like that, and that's how they bonded together near the end. They're watching the same shows together. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of stories, when I hear them, literally make me cry. Like, I, I literally am there, you know, sobbing at the table going, my God, who knew that by playing this character that seems so simple that it would make such a difference in someone's life? And so mm-hmm. for me, that's really... That's a big reason why I come to the conventions. You know, it's all good to do the autographs and make a little money here and there, or whatever. But for the most part, it, the best thing. It sounds like we got reindeer coming yeah, through. I, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's her shoes. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't see oh, it. Santa, Santa. Santa. I was trying to where that sound was coming from. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
so, only, it's only at conventions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're All good. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. Dasher, dancer, prancer, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really so, hard okay. to focus with okay. bells going um, on in the background. So, uh, yeah, so besides, you know, coming and giving people autographs and that sort of thing, the biggest reward for me is meeting the fans of the shows and hearing their stories as to why it made a difference in their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And real quick before you go, because I yeah. have to go to your panel, yeah. um, is there anything you'd like to say to, to the people listening out there, like a message you want to pass on to your fans or anything? Gosh, just, you know, uh, just remember, you know, that no matter how, if you're ever in a, a rut, if you're ever in a, a situation where you feel like you're really sad about yourself or how you look, how you, what you weigh, what other people think about you, if you're feeling that rut, just remember that you always have the opportunity to start fresh and to set an intention for yourself. And that means just like think about how you want to experience yourself in this life and then go after it one step at a time. And what will happen is you'll start seeing that you're gonna start creating the conditions for you to have that more blessed. All right, well, they were. <laughs> have that more like blessed version of yourself emerge. You'll create the conditions for your greatest self to come out. I know from my own experience that I, w I had COVID about two months ago and those first four days, I was so like, sick that my mental attitude was also really dark and it really took a couple days for me to get out of it and a friend of mine sent me a, an image of an acorn which eventually becomes an oak tree right and he basically said i know you said you were feeling down but just remember each day is an opportunity for you to be that acorn with the intention of being that oak tree and it just made me go you know what it's so true so if you're feeling down out there it's not over you can take each day one little step towards being happier each day and, and it, you know, you can, you can go and get to that state and uh, trust that it, the universe will support that. Awesome. Well, That's thank cool. you so much for your time. Once You're again, welcome. thank you for stopping by. You're welcome, and guys. I had a real good time. I wish we had a little more time to chat, but <laughs> off to a panel. Yeah. Senpai Chit Chat. If anyone's listening and here at Sabotan Con, we got Senpai Chit Chat in the main events room starting in about four minutes there you awesome. go there you thank go. you so much bye guys thank <laughs> you i appreciate <laughs> you thanks i see trees of green red roses too i see them blue for me and you and i think to myself what a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.